Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Uncivilized Podcast. This is Trevor Boehm, your host, and today I'm doing another solo episode talking about something that has come up in my world personally and something that, interestingly enough, when things come up in my world personally, they come across my desk over and over and over again. And that is this tension that we're not acknowledging in men that is so prevalent and the tension is between the wild and the domestic. And I'm going to read you that chapter of my book in a second, but want to share first that uh, I was listening to Boyd Vardy's book. I think it's the Lion Tracker's Guide to Life. And he, in the early chapters, is talking about uh, Rainius, one of his... um, co-workers, a guy that he tracks with and saying, Rainius lives on the outskirts of town. It is as far away from civilization as he can be while still being like, still being able to access it. And I thought about that and it it landed and it, it really moved me thinking about how often men get stuck in this binary idea or the, or the challenge that we have is this binary idea that we need to either like go live in the woods by ourselves and grow our own food and hunt our own food and be like fully wild or complete city dwellers that are, you know, driving a Prius, going to an office, wearing ironed khakis, typing all day, going home, watching TV, living on social media, etc. And I f- I feel the tension between those two. I feel the um the poll right like i'm i'm friends with Kali Floden if you guys know that that episode i did with him and he's the youtuber who bought a cabin in i think sweden way 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 out there and his youtube channel has exploded because it's just brilliant video of him showing the world how he lives in the woods and how he's building this property and like raising dogs and living out there with his girlfriend And yet, you know, I talk to him regularly and he says, yes, I live out here. I'm in the woods. I like have to cut wood to burn fire to make my dinner, to make my coffee in the morning. Like he's got no electricity there or very little. Let's say he does have electricity, but uh, the heat is still all wood fire. And so he's out there, but he also makes a living shooting YouTube videos, editing YouTube videos, and then obviously like getting monetized from that. So there is this tension, right? I I know very few men, uh, maybe because I'm not introduced to them, who are full wilderness guys, just like living out there in the woods, right? Like no health insurance, no car, no nothing. They're just wild men. But I know they exist. And I do know a lot of guys on the other side of the coin who are full city dwellers. And when I look at the, the kind of mass of men and our problems, our challenges, our hurts, our wounds, our addictions, you know, the things that are fucking us up. It's because we've gone too far into the city and disconnected. We've re- we've killed the relationship that we used to have with nature and we've killed the relationship we used to have with our own wildness. And so that tension, guys, like I don't, I don't have an answer for you here. I'm not going to say, okay, you need to spend 60% of your time in the woods on a trail making your own fire and 40% of your time. And if you hit that balance, everything will be great. But I think we need to recognize the disconnection from nature, the disconnection from wildness, 
and the disconnection from a relationship, more importantly, with those ideas that leaves us feeling even more isolated, that leaves us feeling even more lonely, that leaves us feeling even more alone than if we could create the relationship with the wilderness, with nature, right? This may sound like super hippie and esoteric and be like, what the fuck's this guy talking about? But imagine if you did wake up and have a relationship with the sun and you did wake up and you had a relationship with the land. You knew the land. You could, the land could speak to you, right? Michael Gay always says the land where he was born speaks to him. If you knew like five generations back of your, your lineage was buried on that land. If you had a relationship with the wind and all of the animals that lived on your land, you knew them, you knew their sounds, you knew their characteristics. And then you had a relationship with the moon. Again, I know this may sound wild, but imagine just having, if every man had those core relationships, how much less alone he would feel, how much less lonely he would feel, how much less isolated he would feel, right? So let me read this chapter of the book because I, I, I know it lands because you guys email me about it all the time. So here it is, uh, the wild versus the domestic it's, uh, it's page 83 if you want to follow along. Every day there's an internal battle raging inside most men. I know. I live with the same conflict. And I'm grateful for this fight despite the turmoil it causes. You should be too. The real battle for most men is waged between the wild and the domestic. Think about this. How often do you dream of walking away from your busy, responsibility-laden life and living on a boat or moving to South America and starting a surf hostel? I might have been talking about myself there. And then you feel guilty because this is not the life you're currently living. If you're like most men, this thought is not a foreign one, and that's okay. Even if you have a happy house full of kids, there's a wildness in men that we don't acknowledge. And conversely, we also love our 60-inch televisions, don't we? We love coming home to the same woman as often as we dream about ravishing 90% of the flight crew on our trip to Chicago. We love our plush, womb-like couches, don't we? The ones we sit on and watch National Geographic documentaries of men nearly dying on Everest or surfing waves that would snap our spines. If we're honest, this conflict drives us to check out a hundred times a day. We feel it and we hop on Instagram and we numb out. We feel it and we reach for a beer or make ourselves something to eat. We feel it and we fire up a joint, jerk off to people pretending to have sex on our computer screens and a million other things. We shut down when we feel it. I think that's one of the key sentences here. We shut down when we feel it. Here's a new weapon for you to put in your arsenal. You can use this conflict to your advantage. Anytime there are opposites in your life, they create an extraordinary amount of energy. This is from a Jungian thought, the the tension of opposites. Think of the polarity between the positive and negative ends of a battery. Psychiatrist Carl Jung called this the tension of opposites. Last weekend, I lay in bed after a marathon session with a woman I've been seeing, and she asked, where do you get the energy to do everything you do? 
She was talking about all of the writing, speaking, traveling I do, and all of the full contact, no holds barred, sexual experiences we just had together. My entire house has been nearly destroyed, and she looks like she's just been hit by a truck. I'm honest with myself, I told her. And I own the fact that part of me wants to be screaming down waves, jumping out of planes, and getting in bare-knuckle brawls every single day. And part of me wants a wife, two boys, and a quiet life in the suburbs with a dog. And then I take this tension of those two opposites, and I channel the extraordinary energy it creates in my life into books, speeches, public appearances, and fucking you like I'm trying to kill you. She burst out laughing and then passed out for two hours while I went in the next room and did push-ups. Harness this, my brother. Let the tension build when you feel it. Don't numb it, stuff it down, or ignore it. Harness it and be thankful that you now have a potent fuel source for building your uncivilized life. Yours, uncivilized, Traver. So guys, rather than deny this, right? And rather than perhaps... Like turn it into uh, uh, like use doing something by proxy. Like so, rather than watching football, rather than hopping on Instagram and looking at photographers who are filming in the wild or taking pictures in the wild, rather than bypassing it, my advice here is to do something with it, channel it, get outside. Right, I'm I'm preparing to walk the Camino with love bombs and a bunch of people. So every morning at six, I'm throwing on a 25 pound backpack and walking for three miles. And and I'm kind of in the suburbs here in Colorado, but I'm walking by a river. And I'm trying to take notice of like which squirrels live where, which ducks live where, what dogs am I running into on the walk? Something so it feels more natural because right now I can't disappear to the mountains for three weeks. Right? I'm, I'm getting ready for a workshop in, in Austin in two weeks. I can't go back to Costa Rica right now and surf the waves I want to surf that remind me how small I am. There's chapters of our lives that will be more domestic. But I know that if I ignored that wildness, if I didn't go to jiu-jitsu, if I didn't walk the river, if I didn't push my body, I would most likely end up back in addiction, like so many men are. So my advice is Don't discount the wildness in you. It doesn't mean that you have to go to the extreme and now like plan a trip to climb Everest next summer, but you do have to honor it. And you can do so by creating a relationship with the sun, with the relationship with the earth, with the relationship of the animals where you live, with the relationship with the moon. And by getting outside, spending some time in nature and honoring the part of you that is still wild. All right, fellas, I hope this episode helps. Please, if you would, pass this on, share it with another man, help me grow the podcast, help us grow the movement. Uh, The movement is growing and it needs more men daily to recognize the disconnect that the civilized world requires. It wants you fucking domestic only. So please share this. All right, have a kick-ass day.